0: what's going on everyone this is drew Code sports talk i am your host andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host cody johnson cody
1: hey hey everybody what's going on thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening we cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode so please enjoy this entanglement and yeah here we go
0: right well thank you guys for joining us we always appreciate it um i'm i know i'm super excited about today's topic cody may not be as excited but i think he's i think he's ready um but before we ask him if he's excited or not cody how are you doing
1: i'm doing pretty good man just uh staying out of the heat and i may not be over the top excited for this topic but I am excited for you for this topic because I know how I know how much you've been looking forward to this so
0: (laughs) yes I love uh well we haven't said it yet so uh without further ado we're going to be talking a lot about baseball uh because baseball will be starting uh July 23rd and uh that's when the season begins and then I know for the Giants perspective, they're actually going to have, uh, July 20th and the 21st, they're going to have two exhibition games against the Oakland A's Mm -hmm. and then they're going to begin their season. So, um, really looking forward to that. I, Mm -hmm. am super excited. Baseball's coming back. Um, you know, uh, I did my whole, um, you know, 30 teams in 30 days back in April Um, And if you haven't seen that, they are on uh, Drew Codes Instagram and also on our YouTube channel. Uh, So go check them out. It's basically the uh, players that you need to watch for. Um, You know, who's the best player? If you're into fantasy baseball, who you should draft from each team. Um, Obviously, there are a few players who have opted out and actually we're going to get into that today. So. It's it's really interesting. I think you guys should check it out. They're really easy watches. I mean, they're no longer – I don't think – I think I have, like, two videos that are slightly over five minutes. Everything else is very – it's an easy listen, easy watch real quick. So uh, I encourage you guys to go and check that out, especially before the before the baseball season starts, so that way you can kind of – you can hold me accountable. Hey, you were wrong <laughs> on this team, but you were right on this team, or – you were wrong on every single team. You suck. Whatever. I don't care. Just go (laughs) listen, (laughs) go listen to it or watch it. We, uh, that, that'd be really cool. So, uh, and Cody baseball is not your
1: forte. Mm
0: I got you kind of, I think I got you more into baseball than what you ever had been. Is that accurate?
1: That is, that is very, very true. Yes.
0: Okay. So now you kind of have an entanglement with baseball i have a
1: i have a deeper entanglement with it than i did before yes uh and truthful too uh i mean i've i've watched baseball i know a little bit about baseball i even tried out for my high school baseball team senior year obviously didn't make it anyways um but i did not know it to the depth that you've helped me see it as because a couple of times we've gone to minor league games here uh you know here in our home city with the grizzlies so we've got to, I've got to listen to you kind of give a perspective of it, seeing you actually keep a score sheet of like how the game is played out, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then also, too, you got me into fantasy baseball, so I've had to really see it in a different way. And for those who have, who have played fantasy baseball and fantasy football, they couldn't be any more polar opposite of each other. And yeah. for all the years that I've played fantasy football, I had to change my mindset playing fantasy baseball because you can't have knee-jerk reactions in fantasy baseball. Exactly, And I think that's what's helped me even be better in fantasy football in the aspect of just be patient and wait because you, you trust these players where, you know, shout out to my cousin Nick. He is a knee-jerk reactor when it comes to fantasy <laughs> football. First it's bad sense. game and you're cut almost. So, But, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, definitely a lot more into baseball the last few years and especially obviously doing our, our show than before.
0: Yeah, you know, um, yeah. With with fantasy baseball, what I fell in love with is your you set your lineup every day. Because when when I was playing just fantasy football, um, I was checking my lineup every single day. But it was like, man, it's kind of useless. Like I, you know, and I w- I'm not a tinker, honestly. I'm really not. I'm not one of those guys who every day I'm I'm flipping someone out in for someone else, and then I'm like, oh wait, and then you know the next day I go back and I'm like, oh maybe I shouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. you know. But I always check to see what other people were doing, and I can kind of keep an eye on things, and then obviously of my team too. So then I know who I want to go uh, pick up either free agent or uh, maybe try and trade for or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, with fantasy baseball. Uh, when you're talking about 162-game season, of course, um, you're going to have the best of the best players really are going to be steady, okay? They're always going to be consistent. Those are the guys who, even when they're on a really bad run, they're still going to get, you know, on base somehow in every game. Like, whether it be a walk, um, even a hit-by-pitch, or or even a base hit, double, triple, home run, whatever it may be, um, they're always going to end up getting on base somehow. Those mm. are the best of the best players. And, and then you get these players, and then everyone else, basically average players in, the, in major leagues, you get these guys who are going to have these really high highs. Um, one who really comes to mind, because obviously I'm a Giants fan, is Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt could be so good. He could be one of the best first basemen in the game. His issue is he cannot stay consistent. Mm-hmm. He gets these really high highs. He'll have a two-week stretch where he hit like 10 home runs in that two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he'll be hitting over 400 in those two weeks. But then after that, he goes into a two-week slump where he has maybe 10 hits out of those ten, out of those two weeks, mm-hmm. and he'll strike out at least three or four times in a game. I mean, it's it's so it, it just it drives you nuts, especially as a Giants fan. You you see it all the time. <laughs> um, but I you know I love Brandon Belt because he he actually as he's gotten older, he hasn't struck out as much because he he always seems to make contact, and when he does strike out, it's usually after you know, six pictures at least. I mean, he, he really makes the picture work. So, um, but you know, the only unfortunate thing is he's not crushing baseballs like he could. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, but it also doesn't help when you are playing in San Francisco and you have a giant wall that, that could probably be right. a three story wall <laughs> that you kind of hit over. It makes it a little more difficult. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, mainly the impact of players who have opted out. Um, And, you know, you can kind of take it from a fantasy baseball perspective or if you're just a baseball fan and you're kind of looking, maybe you don't know who is opted out and kind of the players that might, uh, you know, may take over for them for this year or what it could impact for that player going into like maybe free agency next year Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different factors for a lot of these players um and there's actually a couple of giants on this list um so you know i you know i think i'll be more in depth with them because i i follow them closely but um it'll be interesting I, i i'm really looking forward to this topic because uh it feels like sports are really coming back you know yes of course golf has started the mls has started and I honestly had been wanting to watch the MLS, but um, I just, uh, lately we've been doing stuff around the house. So by the time I hit the, the bed, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to go to sleep. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it just feels real. So I think this is why I'm very excited. And of course, it's baseball too. So yeah, I, I'm excited.
1: I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic only because, um, you know, again, when we talked about our last episode about sports coming back, I know that we had a big question mark about the MLB on, you know, are they going to have a bubble site like the NBA or what are they going to do with players? And, you know, baseball is kind of like the true test of like, you know, playing in a quarantine style, like even though with your teammates, you're not really directly, you know, contacting the competitors unless like you have to. And I think, you know, there's ways that they're gonna be be able to protect themselves. Um, you know, but uh the thing that I'm kinda of curious is we're about nine days away from opening from opening day essentially officially to starting the season. And, you know, I was listening to the Buster Only podcast today and they were like, Yeah, we think this is actually gonna happen. Now will the season finish? We don't know, but at least it's gonna, you know, there's real optimism about it starting. And, yeah. you know, the big question is um, you know, how many players are gonna get tested positive throughout the season, is it gonna be enough to warrant, you know, shutting down the season again or how far are we gonna go? But mm-hmm. at least some remnants of uh sports is coming back, especially like American sports, which I know is like what we've been craving for. So, you know, we'll see. Baseball could be the one that sets the bar and the precedence, especially if they can maintain, you know, good entertainment and good quality games with being able to to keep everyone safe and healthy. So
0: yeah, for sure. Well, let's get started. Um, First, I wanted to bring up, I wanted to start with this because it'll get us into the conversation a little bit. But also, it is very important. Um, Major League Baseball has come to a conclusion and and obviously, um, you know, have have let players who are possible high risk players, they're letting them opt out. Mm -hmm. And so there's a there's a few players I didn't count how many players, but I don't think it's that that big of a deal. But there are quite a few players who have already opted out. And there's a couple of big names. Now, I do want to mention this name first because he's probably, um, well, I'll say arguably the best player in baseball right now. And this is Mike Trout. Mike Trout has come out and said he's not sure whether he's going to play or not um his he said that his love for baseball um you know has let him come to the facilities where he's working out, but the issue is his wife is actually pregnant, and she is due in august so the season starts july twenty third so in august it'll pretty much be either in the middle of the season or just around like the start of the season so That's going to be a little tough, Um, especially for, um, like I said, he's arguably the best player in baseball. Um, And to be perfectly honest, even though he could be playing, um, you know, baseball for just a little bit, a game that he loves, I'm not sure if if I were in his position, I would even go. Because I'm like, listen, I obviously – I'm going to have a child in the middle of the season and when the when my child is going to be born, I want to be there. Now the issue is if he has been traveling, um, and if for some reason it gets worse, and he is in California, in California we've had a really um we've had a kind of a second wave in a sense. Not necessarily I wouldn't even say a second wave, I'd say more of a uh, you know, things just got worse all of a sudden. Um, you know, they may have to test him and if they find out that he had been like out and about, um, they may not even let him in the hospital or at least in the, in the delivery room. So that would be something that if I'm Mike Trout, I have to think about and I have to look ahead at that. Um, So for me, I really think Mike Trout, if you're, if you're in the fantasy baseball, I would not draft Mike Trout to be perfectly honest i would not draft him and the reason being is even if he does start the season he's going to go away eventually now he could come back that is a that is a very big possibility but i know you know in my in in the way that i'm at and um how my wife is if she was pregnant and I was playing baseball, she would say, I would like for you to opt out because I want you to be there. So I do think that this is a major thing. And if you're, this would be like if Tom Brady or Patrick, I'd say Patrick Mahomes said, I'm not going to play this year because of COVID. I mean, that's huge. That's a huge chunk of football. Like people want to see Mahomes. In baseball, people want to see Trout. And um, it's going to be interesting, you know, for sure to see. But I really, if you're into fantasy baseball, I recommend do not draft Mike Trout. I think you're going to be stuck with a guy who, you know, he'll start really strong, but he may not even finish the season. And and that's going to be tough, Uh, especially for uh, fantasy leagues that you have a playoff. Because if you're in a roto league, you're not going to have really a playoff spot but in the head-to-head league those playoffs Mike Trout won't be there and so I think you have to think about that for sure um
1: oh, sorry Drew. Go, ahead. go ahead yeah you know to kind of piggyback off of that what makes it like what you were saying just very difficult is you know and even what we led off the show with is you know there's optimism for the season to start but is it going to finish and you know who's going to get coronavirus because it's not a matter of if anybody's going to get it, it's essentially win just because of how, how rapidly it spreads. And, you know, you know, baseball players are humans, you know, they're going to take chances and probably pay for it, or they're going to get it just without, you know, knowing it or unbeknownst to them kind of in a way. And with Mike Trout, I agree, like normally in fantasy baseball, he's the number one draft pick arguably every single year, but now with him um, potentially opting out because he will have to miss some time for the birth of his child, or does he even go for the season just because, you know, you're essentially going to be isolated away from your, your wife or, or significant other. And then, you know, if she's due in an emergency situation or whatever, you know, he has to be quarantined. I don't think the hospital will allow him, you know, to be wherever they are. So that makes it extremely difficult for him just personally. So, you know, in my opinion, you know, if you're going to draft him, do it super cautiously, but I don't I, – I have to be honest. I think that Mike Trout is going to be the biggest domino that falls in in uh, terms of he's probably going to opt out, in my opinion, how I'm mm-hmm. thinking of it, just because yeah. it's a shortened season. There's already a lot of um, a talks of if it even is going to finish. There's all, there's uh, arguments to be made about even if the World Series is going to be – not that it's not legitimate, but even going to be considered, you know, a like a – like a well-deserved title, just because like you know the hottest team is going to win it, not the best team, you know, and that's just kind of yeah. how it's going to play out. So, you know, and then plus the Angels. I mean, the Angels are going to have their first season with Joe Madden. How much of a threat are they really going to be coming out of the AL with some teams like New York, um, and then you have teams like um, you know uh, like the Dodgers are going to be very powerful. You know, the Cubs are going to be probably right there. Um, so you know, you got a lot of these factors to think about um in terms of is this season even worth it um you know and just in that season aspect but in fantasy i think there's a lot of options that you can put in there instead of mike trout that are going to be there like mookie Betts is going to be a good bat to kind of replace him with he's not a power hitter like trout but you know he's going to get on base he's going to steal bases he's going to be you know someone that's good on defense uh, somebody that's really good in the batter's box and makes good decisions, won't strike out a whole lot. And now that he's with the Dodgers who has a really good rotation in terms of their hitters and also pitchers. Now he's on a better team. You know, he doesn't have to always shine every night, but that also worries the other team because they've got so many weapons to go against. Like who, you know, the, the opposing pitcher is going to get on a, get on a streak where they, you know, get whoever out, but Mookie Betts is up and he's really good about finding his pitch and, you know putting the the bat on the ball really well and you got to think about that so that's a good alternative um there's some good up-and-coming hitters that are i think in their third season that are are some to look out for but i don't think mike trout is someone that you're going to want to draft in this upcoming fantasy season because again it's shortened on a personal level there's no benefit to playing in a shortened season with essentially like a title that's not going to be as valued as a full season's title so
0: yeah i i i agree i i you know trout he may just be part of the uh training camp because mm-hmm. he wants to be in shape mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of what I think because when uh if you guys i mean if you if you kind of know me especially lately, um, me and my wife uh just had a baby uh in june and um so what was told to me. That is, if my wife were tested positive for COVID, they would actually quarantine our baby for 14 days. Mm -hmm. So if my wife tested positive for uh, COVID, then we would not be able to hold our child until two weeks later. Um, And if... If that's a possibility and I'm Mike Trout, I'm not taking that risk Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. It's the baseball is not really doing it in one spot. Mm -hmm. Like they're keeping it regional. Mm -hmm. So like they're, you know, LA teams, they're going to let them, uh, you know, travel to Seattle, but they're not going to be traveling to like New York, you know? Mm -hmm. So, they're going to keep it regional. So, I mean, that's, that's better. But if there is, e- I mean, even a chance of you getting it and not being able to hold your kid. And this is Mike Trout's first kid. This is not like he's had, like he has three, you know, this is, this is numero uno mm-hmm. and he's going to want to be there. So to be honest, I think you're fooling yourself. If you think Mike Trout is going to be there all year, if he plays great, you know, but after, after his baby's born, I would be 100% surprised if he came back, because even if he does come back, they're probably going to make him wait two weeks mm-hmm. before he actually can come back. Right. You know. So, um, you know, I, I as much as, as I love Mike Trout, he's now if if this was a different scenario if there was no such thing as COVID-19 and it was a regular baseball season of course cuz he'd probably be out maybe a week or two and then mm-hmm. he'd come right back yeah but this is it, we're this is a new world and it's a short season and you know there's a lot of risk involved <laughs> so you know is this a necessary risk I don't I don't think so cuz it's just like what you said you know, even if you have a chance of winning a championship, is it really going to be? Is it really going to be the same? And it, it mm-hmm. probably is not, because honestly, in my opinion, the team that is going to win this World Series this year is going to be the team that stays the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, we're all going to be like, well, yeah, if the Yankees were healthy, they would have won. You mm-hmm. know, or if the Dodgers were healthy, they would have won. You know, if the Giants win the World Series, hell yeah, I'm going to be excited. But I'm going to also understand we were not the
1: best team. We just were the healthiest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in my opinion with this shortened season, I actually think that the team with the healthiest pitching is going to win, not the hitters. Because especially with a shortened season, that gives the pitchers a little bit more of an advantage because, you know... Pitching sixty games, I imagine, is a lot different than pitching one hundred and sixty-two. Especially if you're a starting quality pitcher, like like Garrett Cole is probably going to get. You know, there's <laughs> an argument to be made. He could be completely, um you know, he won't get a single loss in any of his starts just because he's a really good pitcher. And some of the batters that he's facing, even in the regions he's at, aren't the greatest. So yeah. you know, the, it's not like he's going against a a crazy hitting team. I guess an argument could be made, maybe for the Twins, maybe, but. Outside of that, there's really no team that, um, you know, that stands a, stands a chance. And But yet hitters, some hitters, it takes them a lot longer from the beginning of the season. Some of them takes them towards the end of the season. But pitchers, for the most part, come out of the gates really well, and it's towards the end of the, it's towards the middle of the season where it drags on, where injuries start happening or missing starts because now they're trying to preserve their arms for the stretch run. But now you've cut that to only 60 games with an extended playoff, essentially half a season. And I, I see any team that has good rotations, good quality starting pitchers, that's the team that's going to win. And I don't, I don't foresee any sort of high runs being scored by any team. I think it's going to be all low-scoring games. And, again, I think pitching is going to be what dominates this shortened season, in my opinion.
0: It's a fair point. You know, they, they definitely have the upper hand because you don't really lose your pitches. Um necessarily. I mean, yeah, you got to learn, you got to kind of have a little more control and that's what you can really work on. But, you know, hitters, you got to get used to the pitching and you got to, you got to get comfortable with certain pictures and you really aren't going to have a ton of film on certain pictures because it's a shortened season and, you know, it's going to be tougher for the hitters. So I Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. That's a, that's a good, uh, good point. Um, So I do want to mention a few, I'll, I'll go down the whole list and then I'll pick certain players that I think are going to be more affected by opting out. These are all the players so far who have opted out of the season. Uh, You have Jordan Hicks, a relief picture from the uh, Cardinals. You have Michael Kopech, Kopech, uh, starting picture for the Chicago White Sox. You have Nick Markakis, uh, outfielder for the Braves, and they actually... Just signed Yasiel Puig today. Yeah, I saw that. So that's going to be there. That's going to be his replacement. So that's not going to be that big of a of a hit. Uh, King Felix, or uh, if you don't know him, Felix Hernandez, starting picture for the Braves. Um, I actually got to see him. He was a huge, huge fan favorite in Seattle. Um, he's kind of long in the tooth, so this was kind of a prove it year, and he opted out. So that. That kind of says a lot already. Uh, Tyson Ross, who was actually uh, let go before summer training um, by the Giants, but he also opted out. Ian Desmond, uh, the outfielder for the Rockies. Mm -hmm. He's a pretty big bat for the Rockies, so that's kind of a a little ding there. Mm -hmm. Joe Ross, who is also Tyson Ross's uh, brother. He's the starting picture for the uh, defending champs, the Washington Nationals. He has opted out. Ryan Zimmerman, also on the Nationals, the first baseman. Uh, Mike Leake, the starting picture for uh, Diamondbacks, and um, he. This was tech well, not not necessarily his last year, but it is a um, it is a, a team decision. Uh, he, what is the word I'm looking for? Good lord, uh, team option, club hmm. option. So if they re-sign him, or if they if they you know opt him in mm-hmm. for next year, then they owe him eighteen million. Mm-hmm. And if they don't sign him, he's actually going to get five million dollars. So I thought that was kind of honestly a smart move by Mike Leak because it's yeah. like, dude, I don't even have to play. And if they don't want me next year, I get five million dollars. And then if I do play, he's still going to get five million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so uh, good for good for Mike there. um there. Uh, David Ross starting picture for the Dodgers. Now mm-hmm. his is a little different because um, price was just traded to the Dodgers and I was looking it up and he is still going to be with the Dodgers next year. Also, that's not if you know if the doctors decide to trade him. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they will. There's not gonna be a lot of teams who are gonna trade for Price with the salary that he has mm-hmm. he's owed uh twelve million dollars. So and then actually he's still owed thirty two million thirty man, I can't talk thirty-two million dollars each in two thousand twenty one and two thousand twenty two. Wow. So that's gonna be a hard contract to get rid of. So um David Price opting out um I don't think is going to be that big of an issue Mm -hmm. obviously for the season. Yes. But um, he's still going to be a doctor next year. Uh, Obviously unless they trade him, but um, Mm -hmm. that one's not that bad. And then the other big name who opted out was Buster Posey, the uh, catcher for the giants. So that one is um, as a giants fan, I heard rumblings, early that he was possibly going to opt out we didn't know why mm-hmm. um i know that he has children um he is a, a veteran on this team and we as a giants as a giants we have a, a young a young up-and-coming catcher in joey bart and then we also just drafted a kid i believe out of nc state if i'm if i'm remembering right i'll have to look it up i um, but in the first round, like early, early. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have a lot of catching prospects, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but, uh, obviously Joey Bart being the, the bigger name for that. So, um, a lot of people thought that it was, it would, it would have just been smarter that, uh, Posey take time off. Well, him and his wife actually adopted two children. And so they are going to decide that they're going to opt out this season, which kudos to them. They're thinking of their kids. Um, just like I think Mike Trout will. Yeah. I think that's a that's a great thing. Um anybody who is knocking any player for opting out, um, you obviously don't get it, and you're probably the reason why um we still have to shut things down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so um but I, I really I really am as a Giants fan, I actually am excited because this season is going to be different, but now you actually, as a Giants organization, you get to see what your young players might be able to do, and you get and you give them experience that they might not be able to have. That you would have to just see how they do in the minor leagues, but you could on honestly just put them in the game and see what they can do. Because mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, as a Giants fan, I am also a realist. <laughs> And I know that the Giants don't have a great team this year. I know that it's not great. It doesn't look good. Um, I think our pitching is okay. I think our hitters—we uh, have nothing but streaky hitters and older players. Mm-hmm. But we also do have some young, like young guys that are um, that you know could possibly be. Um, you know, potential all-stars in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So there is some good that could come of this. Like, like I was saying, Joey Bart, but the talk around giants is they're not, they're probably not going to start Joey Bart. Obviously there'll probably be a couple of games where they do have him start because he is on the roster still. But um, for the most part, they're going to start, I believe it's Tyler Henneman. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but, um he was on the uh uh what was it the Marlins last year man i I had this and then i lost it <laughs> anyway i'll I'll figure it out in a second but um yeah he he'll probably be the starter for the giants mm-hmm. um a little unfortunate really i i don't <laughs> i prefer someone else, but <laughs> you know I would prefer Joey Bart in my opinion. I would much rather have Joey Bart start because like I said, this way you get to see how he's going to do, how Mm -hmm. he's going to call a game. Um, Because, you know, as a catcher, not only are you looked at just from your hitting stats, but you also have to see how he handles pictures when they're having a rough time. You also have to see how they're calling the game, meaning what pictures to call at what time and, and what pictures to use against certain players. Like, uh, that's, I mean, that's what I would I would like to see the Giants do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if any team, really, to be perfectly honest, any team should think about doing this. If you have a player who opted out, go for a young guy. See what he can do. Now, obviously, like if you're, uh, if you're the Dodgers, you're probably not going to run that risk it, per se, because you do have a title. You you could potentially win a title, like the Yankees, the Braves, the Brewers. Um, I would even throw the uh, Astros in there. Um, You know, there are going to be teams who don't want to do that because they want to contend. Completely understood. But if you're a team that y- you know, Like, the Giants are not stupid. They know that they're not a great team. Now, with the 60-game season, you never know what could happen. They could have a really hot start and get into the playoffs. That would, First of all, that would be a freaking miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I just think if you want to see what you have in Joey Bart, why not throw him in, you know? And if he's not ready, then you can throw him back to AAA next year when – Hopefully, we have a whole regular season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think it would be really, really smart to do. Um, and he could have that experience. He sees major League hitting or major league pitching, um, and he can kind of get used to how he needs to approach at bats. Be- and then I uh, watch if you if Joey Bart does struggle. In, in the majors, and let's say he doesn't necessarily struggle. Let's say he actually does a really good. If he struggles, you put him back in AAA, you watch. Next year, he is going to crush AAA and be right back in the majors. But let's say he does succeed. That's great because now he's technically not necessarily had a whole year, but he's had a year where he saw major league pitching. And I think that's super important, especially for the development of this kid who they're trying to pass the torch to from Buster Posey. So if you're the Giants, in my opinion, Buster Posey opting out is actually a a great thing for you because now you can mess around with your lineup. You can mess around with um, the different prospects that you have. You can uh, swap players in different positions. Um, you know, I think this is a blessing in disguise for the Giants. Um, so I, I'm really excited about this season. Are the Giants going to do it? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I do, I did read an article, uh, Evan Longoria. He, he basically was praising Joey Bart. He said, this kid is really good. he's hitting, our pictures really well. Um and like he's never seen major league pictures until now, you know? And so he was he was given him praise. So for me that's encouraging. You gotta take it with a grain of salt because obviously he's a teammate. What is he gonna go to go and say, you know, oh yeah, he sucks. Right. Uh, <laughs> why did we sign him? <laughs> why did right. why did we draft him? No, he's not gonna do that. But um yeah, you know, very, very encouraging. Um, And I think it would be the smart move for the giants to, uh, to do that.
1: Yeah. I don't have any disagreements about Joey Bart. Other, my only pushback would be, you know, again, as we kind of repeat this season, isn't really going to mean that much. And even if there's a crowning, you know, world series champion, there's, you know, definite, there's going to be a definite asterisk in the, in the sense of shortened season or whatever, stop the season you know and we're again we're just assuming um if this whole 60 games plus the playoffs continues without a hiccup we're not even including you know the argument that could be made that you know the Yankees couldn't win this world series because you know half their team got you know covid-19 and had a quarantine during the playoffs or whatever you know so as an example or the same thing with the Dodgers or or the defending champions couldn't repeat because you know, Juan Soto got Corona in the world series or whatever. So he's quarantined for all the games or essentially, you know, or whatever that is. So I would just say with that being said with this season kind of being almost like a wash, it's, it's, it's essentially being put on for entertainment, not necessarily for competitiveness in the sense of like finding out who the best team is for this season. I would say I wouldn't be too gung-ho on rushing Joey Bart, even though um, Longoria has basically said some encouraging things about him hitting the pitchers and, all that stuff considering he's never seen you know major league hitters you know I will say like as he's gone up in single a you know he had a two sixty five average and then as he went into double he had a three sixteen but I'm also looking at strikeouts right now with less than half the games he's he's almost struck out half the time um as his uh when he was in single a so his strikeouts mm-hmm. go up even though his hitting is going up, so he's almost like a you know he goes from one extreme to the other, and my concern is him being so young and seeing good quality pitchers in this shortened season, and then that that uh, hindering his confidence moving forward, and then in a sense delays his um, delays his potential or delays his um, you know his growth. And you know, again, with this shortened season, if you don't need to rush anybody for no reason, and plus with you know this single A season that was probably cut short is not going to come back. You don't know what he's going to do in AAA where there's more, there's closer competition with the with the major league in the sense where a lot of those players are closer to the big leagues than they are than the AA. Um, you know, to see how he's going to do with, you know, hitting slumps or when he gets to a good quality pitcher, you know, how's that going to affect him. So I would almost say, like, I, I don't disagree with your point. I would just say for the sake of longevity and him replacing Buster Posley, I don't think we want to ruin him before – or ruin him for a season that's not going to matter, and let him still spend some time with the team and get you know a professional, in a sense, go you know get some professionalism taught to him by you know the Giants themselves. But you know as far as the the competition jump, I think I don't I would hate for it to ruin him long term where it, it fractures his confidence or you know it 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 turns him into a lesser player because he didn't have enough time to adequately adequately adapt to you know the the skill difference and the competitive difference, in my opinion, but you know we're we're both in agreement there's no huge um the Giants aren't a playoff team I mean other than you know new Vegas odds that says that they have i think like a four percent chance of making the playoffs uh you know but clearly, you and I are in agreement their starting pitching is I, I I don't know what the delicate word to say is it's not very good. Uh, you know, Soto is still our number one pitcher, but he has injury issues and sometimes he has control issues. Uh, Samarja is still there, but you know, I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, Derek Rodriguez is still on the team who I think this is his third season with the team. Is that right?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, who Derek Rodriguez? Oh yeah. He's, um, I don't even think he's on the 40 man. To be honest, oh yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be a relief picture. He's not yeah. even a starting. But this pitcher.
1: is going to be his third full season with us. Is that right?
0: Uh, yeah. As far as I know.
1: Yeah, and he's still, in my opinion, he's not quite there as a major closer. Even as a setup, It's still kind of a, you know, he he kind of lets the game slip in pivotal moments. So, and you know, there are there's a, I think it's a starting pitcher, Logan Webb, who's showing a little bit of promise, but he has a really high ERA. Um, you know we have veteran hitters but you know I really think that this is going to be this year where it's just you know just getting through the season I don't you know I, I think they're going to see it the same way um, the one thing about San Francisco and California teams are kind of experiencing a little bit of a hand cap, so to speak is you know the heavy restrictions on the shelter in place or the quarantine or not being able to kind of you know really get into these um, team workouts just because a lot of activities with a lot of groups have been prohibited for so long and now they're slowly getting you know slowly allowing it to happen and I know for us here in our city in California they're dialing it back and I can only imagine what they're going to do with the other cities that are also experiencing surges in COVID-19 so I think we're going to both agree that this is going to be an interesting season and they're not the Giants aren't going to go anywhere I don't think they're going to be the worst team this season but they're definitely, I don't, I think you and I agree, they're not making the playoffs. But if I'm going to also just be an encouragement in terms of fantasy, I think some, something to kind of look out for is, um, you know, there's going to be some fun players to kind of watch. Again, Longoria is going to be an interesting watch. Brandon Belt's going to be an interesting watch. Hunter Pence is back with the team. That's going to be an interesting watch. And then uh, Mike Yostrepsky. Oh, wow, that Yostramsky. was terrible. <laughs> Wow. I really tried for that one and it woofed hard. Anyways, um, he's a good young player that I'm actually really encouraged and excited Mm -hmm. to see because he shows a lot of promise. And last season he did pretty well. Um, And then I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't think I don't see him on this roster. So he's probably not here, but I was going to say Pablo Sandoval, who's always been like a fan favorite, but I don't see him on the I don't see him on the roster. So yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, he is on the roster. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I must be missing it. But anyways, yeah. I think he is going to be fun to watch. But he's never consistent. So he's he's a flashy hitter who runs bases funny and and then goes on really long hitting slumps. So <laughs> you know the Giants are just in a rebuild year and just get yeah. some players and get some quality experience. But again, my back to my point though, I just I would hate to ruin someone like um, someone like. Joey's confidence just for the sake of getting him experience when the season doesn't really matter. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to make him, I wouldn't want to ruin him before his career really gets started. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I get you. Let me go back to what I was trying to Tyler Henneman. He is the uh, catcher that I was thinking of who is possibly going to be the starting catcher, at least the starting catcher uh catcher of the of the year to mm-hmm. begin the year. Um and he was playing with the uh Miami Marlins. So mm. um just going back to what I was trying to figure out earlier. Um I get what you're saying. I know a lot of people are gonna say, well you don't want to ruin him. You don't want to hurt his confidence. My thing is is you could you can say, hey listen, we wanna we want you to go out there if if it doesn't go well, don't beat yourself up. I mean, yes, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But don't beat yourself up. You know what? We're just this is a this is a very unique year and uh you know, we you know, we want you to play next year, so we want to see what we need to do to develop you. So you could word it or you know, get him into a mindset of listen, don't worry about how you do. We're going we're just going to try and get you better. Uh, during this whole thing. And I think that's why they're going to swap in Tyler Henneman. My argument is I'd like Joey Bart to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he's not going to be the opening day starter, but I think eventually he is going to start a few games because I don't think they just want Tyler Henneman. And, um, you know, honestly too, he's just more of a serviceable catcher right now. And of course they want Joey Bart to be the guy. So, I think you could make him feel comfortable that, listen, no matter, I mean, you could never have a hit all year long and you're still, we still are going to have you on the roster next year. Like you could probably tell him that. sure." So, um, you know, as a Giants fan and, and as a baseball fan, I want to see how Joey Bart does. And I think this is a perfect opportunity because otherwise right now he would start in triple a. Mm-hmm. um, and you know yes of course that's that's a little bit easier that's a that's basically easing him in last year he ended in double a, so you know there there is going to be a slight learning curve going from double a to uh the majors, but there have been a ton of players um to name one donovan Solano for the Giants last year he was on double a they called him up. From Double A to uh, the majors, and he was he was on a pretty hot streak for a while. So um, there's a possibility that they could go really good. There's a possibility possibility it could go really bad. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it is it's very encouraging to say the least. Um, and I think you said Soto, Juan Soto. Juan? No, not Juan Soto. You were talking about a starting pitcher for the Giants. It's Johnny Cueto.
1: Oh, did I say, I probably said, uh, said Soto or something like that. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure that you knew. Who it was. It's you the guy with about.
1: like 15 different pitching deliveries. He like yeah, Johnny Cueto. Cueto. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why I thought Soto or whatever. I think I heard someone say it wrong and I didn't, I don't know, whatever. My fault. I, you if heard yourself. You heard terrible yourself. Terrible with pronouncing wrong. names, yeah. especially baseball names. I never get yeah. them right. Through baseball, you're the worst. True, true story. <laughs> I was uh, first year of fantasy baseball. I was texting Drew about a pitcher who I wanted to pick up because I was reading his stats and he had a decent run or of uh, games where he had some good quality starts and good quality pitching. And I go, hey, man, how do you think about this guy? And I think I was on the phone with you or something or I, or we were we were uh, doing our video together for Drew Code. And I go, yeah, man, I think this guy, Pomeranian, is great. <laughs> and you're like, Palmeraz? I was like, yeah, 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 Pomegranate, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's good.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was, that was probably the worst one you ever had. Or, um,
1: or when we polo and I was telling you what players I wanted to pick up, I got every single last name wrong. And, <laughs> and you, what you were telling me is, simultaneously as you heard me say that name you're like whatever the corrected last name was yeah. no nope, that's it's this it's this you were literally correcting it in with on the polo um as i was doing the polo so it was it was funny <laughs> so
0: um you know i think there's a lot of encouraging things just going back to what we were talking about I, there's a lot of encouraging things that you could that you could argue um you know for different uh, teams um the other issue is now there are 10 umpires who have opted out yeah of the season um that could that could be a huge hit um of course there there are minor league uh umpires that probably would be willing to go and do it mm-hmm. um so i don't think it's that big of an issue but there is there is an issue there are probably going to be more umpires who say i don't want to do it i saw solve- mm-hmm. So not wanting to do it, I feel like I don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. I think there might be a little bit of a domino effect, but, um, you know, the umpire pool, you could dig deep and get, oh, there's there's a ton of umpires that you can grab from, you know, minor leagues who, you know, obviously aren't going to have a job this year mm-hmm. uh, umping. So uh, why not, you know, take advantage of getting some major league experience. It's, you know, it's kind of like players you know, for umpires in this instance, you know, like they start in the minors and work their way up to the majors. It's Mm -hmm. exactly the same. So, um, you know, I think, I think that one, but I think you're going to see a lot more missed calls if that's going to be the case.
1: Yeah. I was just about Um, to say, you're going to see a lot more, you're going to see a lot of veteran players that probably mm -hmm. would get certain calls or pitchers that would get certain placements on the ball in terms of pitching that aren't going to get it now because you know, that ump doesn't pay in the same respect or, You know, again, a lot of blown calls, a lot of, you know, a lot of incorrect stuff going on. And we thought the NFL replacement refs were bad. This could be borderline that. Because now you have a shortened season, significantly experienced umpires. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had a shortage of replacement umpires just because, you know, if a majority of them are older, you know, they're not gonna wanna they're not gonna wanna take that risk. So, you know, you're gonna probably have like a like probably 10 groups of umpires that are gonna go to each You know whatever that region is to ump all those games consistently and that's it rather than a rotation that major league usually has so the pool is going to be a lot smaller and they're going to be utilized a lot more but you're going to see a lot more probably blown calls so shoot
0: if there's a shortage i'll do it i mean i'll take abuse (laughs) i'll take abuse for what 60 days i don't care (laughs) i I don't mind you're like anything (laughs)
1: just to be around baseball i'll do it
0: (laughs) hey uh, mlb Hit me up, bro. Hit you hit up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, I wanted to we – we talked a lot of Giants, which makes me very happy. But let's be honest. If you're in fantasy baseball, do not draft Joey Bart because you have no idea how he's going to do. Yeah. Um, the other issue is, like what we said, we're not even sure he's going to be the starter. He mm-hmm. may start a few games. But um, now if you're in an NL-only league, then you can make a case that you can have him as a backup. But that's really the only time I could see you actually drafting Joey Bart. Now, if he's having a phenomenal year and he keeps hitting, yeah, you're going to want to go get him in free agency. But for the most part, you know, I would I, I would not recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a few um, positions that I think are pretty thin. Mm-hmm. and especially when you're talking about um talking about people like team or players opting out um it could get worse i mean Ketcher yeah. is definitely one of them um uh, i think the number one Ketcher, if i'm not mistaken is jt Realmuto.
1: yeah he's yeah. the one capture and i think well no actually i was listening to that podcast i mentioned earlier and i thought that Mm -hmm. there was he was debating if he was going to opt out just because of free agency or if he was going to essentially play on a prove it on a essentially a contract year Mm -hmm. but he actually earlier today there was a report that he has serious debates on if he's going to play only because it would kind of affect his free agency does he play and then like doesn't do well then he loses money or does he just kind of leave the film that he did in last season and let that be his let that be where you know the you know he starts his negotiation. So you
0: yeah. know. Um see that would that's that's something you have to keep in mind is, you know you you wanna see how how he's going to um how he's you know how he's gonna lean. Um, you know, if go to his Instagram. <laughs> go to <laughs> You know, go to his Facebook, see how his family life is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, hey, you know, it sounds stupid, but in this day and age, like, it might be beneficial right now, especially if you're going to try and draft for fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, That may come into play. Um, You know, I know a lot of people like Gary Sanchez. Um, He's a guy who's a big-time home run hitter, but his issue is batting average, Mm -hmm. and... um. You know, I think he's more effective when you have Giancarlo Stanton in the lineup and Aaron Judge, and I think Aaron Judge is going to miss the first week or so um, because of injury, and so you kind of have to weigh that out. Mm -hmm. Um, Players that I think are a little underrated, in my opinion, is actually, and I hate saying this, Will Smith from, um, not Jada Pinkett Smith, (laughs) Uh, 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 Will Smith from the Dodgers he is an interesting catcher right now he's the ninth ranked catcher Mm -hmm. overall ranked 197 he is actually, he's a young player but he is someone who has experience from last year and really he's going to be the starting catcher for the Dodgers in a already potent lineup that is a guy that I would definitely think about getting because he's not only is he going to benefit from he's already had some experience in the major leagues, but also he is going to be a guy who is going to benefit just from his team. You have Mookie Betts. You have Cody Bellinger. You have, um, oh man, I I blanked on his name right now. They have a, a younger kid, Gavin Lux, who is supposed to be really good um you have a power hitter in jock peterson um you have justin turner who is a reliable third baseman for the dodgers um you have all these players max muncy that was the that mm-hmm. was the player i was thinking of mm-hmm. yeah max muncy so there's a lot of talent around you um where he's probably going to be in situations where he can get a lot of RBIs mm-hmm. so if you're in a roto league like we're going to be Um, and you're looking for a guy who could possibly get a lot of RBIs. Will Smith could be a very interesting pickup for you because, um, like I said, he's going to benefit just from the lineup that's around him. Now, if you're, you know, Yadier Molina, the guy is 37 years old and all he does is hit, you know, 275 and up every single year. Mm Um, the Cardinals are an interesting team. I don't want to say are a good team. I think they're an interesting team. They have the potential where they could be really good, but they also have the potential where they're just going to be mediocre all year. (laughs) Um, So that's someone that you would kind of want to watch. I mean, if you're looking strictly batting average, yes, I would definitely get Molina. Um, But like, you have to think about that, Um, you know, whether you're going to get these guys. So catcher is a really thin position. Um, did you have anything to kind of touch up on catching? On catcher? There's
1: only, well, I so I'm looking at the ranking right now that you had sent me for the Roto League that we're going to be doing, um, this season. There's only one catcher that I would say maybe keep an eye on and it's not really the sexiest pick and maybe it is, I'm just unaware of it, but the, Buster uh, <laughs> Posey. Uh, yes, definitely. That is ultra sexy. <laughs> that is entanglement sexy. No, so, um, the player who I would, maybe say keep an eye on uh, is, um is Mitch Gaver from Minnesota. Um he's he's pretty young. He's he's only 29. This will be his uh you know fourth season with Minnesota. Each season though his batting average has gone up. So his rookie year he went 196, following year he went 268 and then just last year he went 273 and his home runs went from 7 in 2018 to 31 in 2019. Um, so clearly it shows that, you know, he can put the bat on the ball and, you know, Mm -hmm. especially with catcher being so thin and he's a young player, definitely someone to keep an eye on, especially if, you know, high name players such as, you know, Gary Sanchez aren't around or, um, I believe the player that you mentioned, um, is it JT or TJ, JT, right? JT. Yeah. Yeah, JT. JT. Um, you know, another huge catcher that's kind of one that. Is like essentially old reliable. Is um, where's his name? Oh, um, Salvador Perez is usually old Mm -hmm. reliable. Wilson, he was
0: out uh last year with an injury, so Mm -hmm. it'll that's something you have to keep an eye on. He may actually be he may drop in drafts. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. Um, if you're in fantasy baseball, watch Salvador Perez because yes, he he is older and he is coming off an injury, but he is a guy who. Um, he's pretty consistent with his bat. Now, he's not going to get you a ton of home runs, mm-hmm. but he is a good average hitter. And um, he's a guy, in my opinion, I would prefer to have him as my backup. But if you are looking for a value uh, draft pick, Salvador Perez, like you said, is pretty interesting to mm-hmm. say the least because a lot of people have forgot about him because he was out all year with an injury right so this year he's very fresh it's only a 60 game season so Perez could be a very uh I don't want to say sexy pick but it could be a very um intriguing pick I should say
1: right and then I would also say Wilson Ramones from he's now with I'm sorry no go ahead uh Wilson Ramones I think that's how you pronounce his name Wilson Ramos Ramos um he's one that just signed with the Mets this offseason he would be a good one to kind of keep an eye on He's 32. Mm-hmm. He had a 288 average last season. He was injured majority of the season. That's why, you know, he's kind of flying under the radar. But he's one that I know in our league for sure is always valuable because when whoever has him and picks him up, he usually can carry them for good stretches, yeah. up until like he needs a day off or he goes on an injury. Then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of in a tough spot. But he's one that seems like the last three to four seasons usually is consistently and hits a hits above average from what I see, and you know can carry a team, especially your fantasy team, if you're needing a pitcher in a, in a, you know, in a tough pinch. So those Mm. are really the only three that I, that I see that I would say keep an eye on Um, for us. They're kind of easier to, to, they're kind of easier for us to stay on top of just because our, our leagues, we don't have very many teams Mm. in our league, you know, so getting any of these players is going to be a little bit easier, but you know, if you have a, you know, a 10 team roster, you're going to be probably fishing for someone like David Castro from the angels or, you know, Tom Murphy from the Mariners. So, you know, definitely want to pick yeah. quality ones, especially if you have an early draft pick and you've gotten a good quality pitcher or a hitter that you're comfortable with and you can spare an early pick is probably what you have to do to reach for some of these uh catchers.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, another thin position is going to be first base. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at first base and you look at, like, the top 10 players, you're going to be like, you're crazy. The top 10 are really good. They're they're really up there. But I would argue, you know, 11 down, it gets pretty thin. Now, I would argue Reese Hoskins should be up a little bit higher. I love Reese Hoskins. But the issue with him lately is his batting average continues to drop, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of high strikeouts. Uh, Carlos Santana is a really good hitter for the Indians or – I should say Cleveland right now, Mm -hmm. uh, for Cleveland. Um, But his issue is he gets injured a lot. Now, again, it's a 60-game season, so, um, you know, I'm not super worried about injuries, but if he does get injured, he may be out for the year um, because it is such a short season. So you do have to think about that. But, you know, you look at Cody Bellinger, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, Pete Alonzo. Um, i would kind of drop a little bit because he is a big time power hitter i don't i don't think he's going to be as effective as he was last year just because um again it is a shortened season he really hasn't gotten time to kind of get used to um uh the major league pitching for this year um and he you know obviously he's still learning um and uh you know i i just don't see him getting I mean a lot of people are thinking he's going to get over 15 home runs. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's going to be tough. Um but I mean I could be completely wrong, so you know, but I I just I would put Pete Alonso a little further down, but Max Muncy, he's usually a really hot starter, so that's a that's a really um he, he would arguably arguably be my number 4 instead of 5. But mm-hmm. uh, Matt Olson is a really good pick. Now he's not going to have uh batting average, but he is a hot starter as well. As soon as he came off of injury uh, for Oakland, he just did nothing but rake. Um Paul Goldschmidt, I would drop down because uh especially the year he had last year it still was
1: okay, but it it was a really bad start for Goldschmidt. So well, we'll he didn't, he, he didn't come on until after All-Star cuz I remember I had him yes. on my team and I was I was wondering cuz you know, for a few seasons, it would be Goldschmidt and and Freeman were like the two first basemen to kind of fight for. Mm-hmm. And whoever you got, you were kind of satisfied with. But I remember when I picked Goldschmidt, because I believe either you or your dad took Freeman ahead of me. And I was kind of disappointed in Goldschmidt. He was hitting like, I think, 240 all the way up until All-Star. And then he finally caught heat towards yeah. the end. And it was just a long season of like, you know what do i do with him do i drop him do i trade him and then his trade value isn't that great cuz he's not producing anything and then no you know his hitting slump would get even worse it seemed like so yeah i would say that him being ranked 6 maybe re- because he's on a redemption year but you know i i would say like i would be i would be cautious about picking him up especially if there's other options out there
0: yeah And then you have Jose Abreu, who is a is a really good power hitter. DJ LeMahieu, he is a really interesting guy because he's a guy who plays basically every position in the infield, and he is nothing but Mr. Consistent. He is always hitting for average, and I love him as a player. I think he's very interesting. If you're looking for batting average, DJ LeMahieu is a guy I would definitely think about getting because. And the other thing is you can put him at first base, second base, or third base. That's what's really nice about uh, LeMahieu. Um, and then you have Josh Bell, the power hitter uh, for Pittsburgh, and he's probably going to be the only guy you really want to go after uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be a really good year for them. Um, so, But after that, like, if you don't get these guys early, um, you're going to be struggling to find... Uh, you know some value at first base. I mean I already mentioned you know Carlos Santana, Reese Hoskins, um, you know, Edwin Encarnacion, you could you can make an argument. Luke Voigt is actually very underrated. I think he's he's a lot better than what his ranking shows. Uh Yuli Guriel, he's he's mainly going to be playing third base, but you can put him at the first base position. Christian Walker, he had a really hot start last year. But he really slowed up, and I don't see that really changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I get further down, and like I know a lot of people still know Eric Hosmer as as a name. Listen, he's not going to be Eric Hosmer from the Royals. He's going to be Eric Hosmer from, as a Padre. So it's mm-hmm. it's not great, um, and uh, he's not usually a hot starter. Um, someone that you could probably get uh value out of um and someone I think who could if you're just looking for one specific stat line uh you could make the argument you could draft way later and have him as a backup and you know really help your numbers would be a Daniel Vogelbach. Um, he is a first baseman for the Mariners. He's a big time power hitter. Um, and if you're just looking for home runs, he could be an interesting pickup for you. Um, but that's really all you're gonna get out of him. He's mm-hmm. not gonna be a high RBI guy, especially with that Mariners team. Sorry, Seattle, but it's it's not good. Um I watched them last year live and it was just it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um another one that we actually did mention was Brandon belt mm-hmm. He's usually a very hot starter. So for a 60-game season, he could be a really good pick. Like I said, he used to strike out a lot, but as he's gotten older, he's struck out less and less, and when he does strike out, he forces the pitcher to throw a lot of pitches. So if you're looking for a really good backup, Brandon Bell is an interesting pick. Um, he's a guy who he'll probably be more of the RBI kind of guy. Um, now if you need more at bats I'm not sure how well he's going to do in that department but he can hit for he's usually about a 260-270 hitter so he's not going to kill you in batting average so uh that's someone that I would I would definitely uh look at so um Cody for you any any first baseman stand out to you
1: So for me I would say again to preference that this is a shortened season I would say if this was a regular full 162 game season i would say you might want to veer away from any older first baseman just because you won't get nearly as as much production probably won't play as much and slumps are going to be a lot longer injuries are going to occur a lot more but because this is a shortened season i would say you know for me personally i would probably be okay taking the gamble on players like Hosmer i would even say Joey Votto Daniel Murphy, just because Mm -hmm. I know their body of work and their careers, and we're not asking them to play 162 games and play every day even at that position. I would say we're asking them to play 60 games, and some of these players, some of these guys on this team aren't even going to make the playoffs, so really they're only playing 60 games. And I think, for example, like Votto and Murphy, they may not be hot starters, but they're also going to be extremely consistent to where on a shortened season, you can easily probably get them to hit, you know, about two eighty to even three hundred, especially if you get a team that's got some pitching woes or you know injuries or they're in between starters. I I really think you know players like Vado and Murphy are someone to keep in keep an eye on. I actually think that Hosmer is someone that you should probably have like as a someone like on your bench if you, if he gets hot because I I mean I get it he's not going to be like he was with the Royals and you know the Padres is a, kind of a Odd team of good talent, but they can't put it all together yet. I could, mm-hmm. I just, you know, for a shortened season like this, that doesn't really mean anything. That means it's kind of more, you know, more loose, which means you don't have to worry so much about, you know, about going too big or anything like that. So I think Hosmerg might be in uh, in my opinion, like a dark horse to kind of think about if you're looking for a first baseman or someone with some depth. Um, mm-hmm. and then also Luke Vault, too, who's gonna be with the Yankees, they're gonna have a stacked hitting lineup. So, you know. I imagine that he won't be someone that's going to hit like 300 or, you know, 40 home runs, but someone that's going to be in between, you know, Sanchez and, um, and Judge or, or, or um, or Staten, you know, that would be a good kind of fill in to just kind of have as a, a spot. Cause, you know, you never know. He can be someone that gets two hits or at least gets on base partially. So, you know, someone to kind of keep an eye on. But other than that, like, there's still some decent hitters, I would kind of say as we get into the 30s, like um uh Jesus Aguilar is an interesting one with the um uh now with the Miami Marlins. Marlins. I mean mm-hmm. that Marlins team isn't going to be very good, but at least he'll yeah. be you know productive so that's an interesting one. Uh Mitch Moorhead out of uh Boston who essentially has no other talent except for him. He could be someone that could be a streaky hitter at times. Uh Jake Lamb out of Arizona, he fell off last season, but he could have a redemption season since it's shorter. So those are some that are at the bottom of the list that I would probably keep an eye on just because yeah. we've seen them do it before. They've had one bad season. Now they're going to come in with a shortened season and there might not be as much pressure to you know, go all out to where maybe they can be a little bit more relaxed and you know have a little bit more fun because essentially, like, a, like what we mentioned earlier, this shortened season is more for an entertainment rather than seeing who's the best team overall in a shortened season. So that's what I would say. Yeah.
0: Another position that you should look out for um, would be the shortstop position. Now, if you look at like 1 through 17, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty stacked. But you can see that these players are probably going to be going really early. You know, Francisco Lindor. um, They have Alex Bregman on here. I usually think of him more as a third baseman, but he Mm -hmm. will play a lot of shortstop as well uh, with Carlos Correa. Um, as well, and Carlos Correa could uh, switch to second base sometimes. But, um, you know, you have Trey Turner, uh, who is a uh, speedster. Mm -hmm. you got Trevor Story, um, who's going to be a power hitter. Javier Baez, who's an all-around really good player. Fernando Tatis, um, I had him last year. He only played uh, minimum games. Um, But when he was there, he was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. um sandra bogards manny machado who will you know play third base majority of the time uh Gleiber torres the from the yankees that
1: kid is so underrated he is so good i think i had him uh, on my, my team last season he was he was great except when he had his slump it just went on forever but man when he was on fire he he was he he put up some really really good numbers last season
0: yeah uh, Bo Bichette, um, who actually, if you go back to my 30 for 30 uh, series that I had, um, that we mentioned in, in the beginning, he is my uh, guy to watch on Toronto. I think this kid could be really something, really something good. Not, he's a he's a pretty good power hitter, but um, he's going to hit for average, and he's going to really, I think he's the better overall player than Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is going to be strictly more of a power hitter. Um, Jonathan VR, uh, who's very fast, but he also hits for average. Uh, Marcus Semien from Oakland, uh, Carlos Correa, Corey Seeger, Alberto Mondesi, Ahmad Rosario, Didi Gregorius. Now, those are all really good names. And you could you could argue you uh, at least in our league with this, you know, we only have six teams, you can get those guys a little bit later. Um, but after that, if you're not getting any of those guys, I mean, Gene Segura, he's going to take some starts from Didi Gregorius and vice versa. So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Paul Dejong, he's, he's okay. I, I don't think he's going to do what he did last year. Uh, and so I'm a little worried about, about trying to get him. Tim Anderson, this guy is notorious for having a great start to the season, but then kind of dies off. Mm-hmm. And even with a 60 game season, that's still going to be prevalent. Uh, Jorge Polanco, he's okay. Elvis Andrews, he's kind of long in the tooth now. Dansby Swanson, I really like, but he's not really going to have a ton of power numbers. He's going to be more of an average hitter. And, um, you know, his average could potentially be 300, but it also could be about 260 so you kind of have to worry about that um and drawlton and drawlton simmons he's an older guy he's going to be strictly hitting for average so i mean i'm picking guys going down the list here it gets pretty thin so if you're going to want if you're going to draft a shortstop you have to draft him early mm-hmm. um and so you know keep that in mind as well if you're uh you're a fantasy player uh cody any shortstops that stick out to you
1: no none on this one just because like what you mentioned it gets really thin um i mean i really think it's generous with uh with dd there at rank uh 22nd among overall ones i mean he actually could be a dark horse where he you know could easily be top 10 overall in in shortstops um especially in philly so that could be a steal if you if you get him at a good price um um, a couple of uh NL West um or our player out of the NL West with Nick Ahmed, I always see is like kind of an interesting one where he hits for average and you know has uh spurts of hitting, you know, a lot of home runs and stretches, but again can go go on a cold streak. I that's one that sticks out to me. David Fletcher, I think, is very interesting. I imagine that he could get utilized a little bit more, especially if there's no If there's no Mike Trout and he's a he plays essentially every position in the infield and he does play some outfield and he's really young, so I think that's an interesting one to just kind of hang on to in your back pocket. You know, if if you've already got some of these bigger named um, shortstops and you're looking for maybe like a filler or an extra one, I think maybe like if there's nothing left, he might be one that you'd want to just pick up just because he does so much of everything else that you know, in case of injury or in case you need to fill a roster spot, he doesn't always have to be shortstop and you can plug him in and he does and he's a young player so that means his hitting is probably going to develop a little bit more especially with being especially without having Mike Trout there and and the Angels essentially are going to have a uh, kind of a flyer of a season so to speak so those are really the only ones that stand out to me right now
0: yeah um i mean pretty much every other position it's pretty deep uh you're going to find a lot um, typically, second base, Second base, you're really not going to draft until kind of later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not too worried about second base position. Outfield, I mean, there's a ton. Um, starting pictures, there's always a ton. You also do have to remember that this year, it's going to be a universal uh, designated hitter. So, uh, pictures are not going to hit. So, that actually will affect a lot of lineups. So, you do have to... And, um, you know, that actually is going to be good because it, let's say you get a guy like Didi Gregorius and or, and, or uh, Gene Segura. Let's say they put Gregorius at shortstop, so they put Segura as the DH. So you're still going to get stats from Segura, um, just the hitting stats, but hey, that's still going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might still be worth it. So that's why, you know, Gregorius and Segura are still pretty ranked high because they, you know, there's that potential that they could just be a DH, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I do have one question for you, Cody, before we kind of end it here. Um, mm-hmm. You think there is going to be a player who is going to get over 30 home runs
1: this year? Um, yeah, I think I'm confident to say that only because I think what will happen is I think, um, first off, I think it's going to be Aaron judge. That's going to do it. Um, because Mm -hmm. I think in Yankee stadium, um, I think he's going to be playing against, you know, pitching competition. That's not that great. Um, he's always really good about getting the ball out of the park. Um, another thing though, and the reason why is because I think even last season he got off to a hot hitting start. And I think what will happen is in the 60 games he's going to jump out to a pretty good, you know, in my opinion, like 18 to 20-something home runs at a at a pretty accelerate pace just because, like, for him, in my opinion, hitting is just something that happens for him early. And I think then what will happen is as it kind of dies down where it's more putting the ball into play rather than knocking it out of the park, I think that's when he's going to exceed the 30. But I think Judge, in my opinion, is the one that's going to – the best shot of doing it. Now that doesn't mean uh, Gene Carlos Staten can't do it first just because he's been known to get, you know, been a home run junkie, but then that's all you're relying on. He's not someone that gets on base or anything like that on a, on a natural way of just putting the ball in play. But uh, like I said, Judge is really the only one that I think will eclipse the 30 home run mark on a shortened season.
0: Wow. Um, honestly, I don't think Judge is going to come close really he had 27 home runs and 102 games. Now, he did have some injuries, so mm-hmm. there's a potential that that, but I, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I mean, he's a big-time hitter, and you have to be afraid of him, but I mean, he always gets injured. Even with a short season, I'm, I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I'm being 100% honest, I, I, first of all, I'll say I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be any player that's going to get 30 home runs. I think it's going to be way too hard. I think you're going to see a few players maybe get 20, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's going to be tough. You know, it, it is going to be tough to get even 20 just in a 60-game season. It really is. Um, but the players that I think might do it, I hate saying this because they're both Dodgers, but I think Cody Bellinger has the potential to do it, and uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts ended his year pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think this is, I don't want to say a prove-it year, but I think he wants to drive his price up as high as he can go. And if if there's any time to do it, now would be the time to do it, especially with, I mean, there may be more and more pictures who opt out. And so that could be really interesting. So Mm -hmm. for me, I think it's going to be those players. Aaron Judge, I love him but he is a guy who, um, you know, pictures do try and stay away from, so it is a little bit harder for him to, you know, get the ball out of the park. Um, Stanton, I don't think he's going to um, as well. I think he's a big-time hitter, but, again, injuries always affect them. Um, You know, I, I would like to say Nolan Arenado, but uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it, honestly. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough for any player. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people would be like, well, what about Bryce Harper? What about Bryce Harper? I think Harper could, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, man. Especially after last year. Harper, I'm kind of down on him
1: this year. Yeah, I think Judge um, would have gotten closer to 40 home runs last season if he didn't miss you know, the last 10 days of April, all of May, and essentially the first, you know, 20 days of June, because he averaged then eight home runs when he came back in June and July. Uh, and then he, he kind of trailed off in September. He I think mm-hmm. he only had two home runs that entire month. But, you know, I think things would have been a lot different, especially if he had if he didn't get injured essentially and have to find a swing again. And he did relatively in June and July, and then just hit the slump at right at the wrong time. So I think had he not had any injuries, kept in that groove, and especially with if uh you know, if everything kind of lined up the way it should have been, because everyone is anticipating them being World Series favorites. Um, and I think if if all that still kind of tracked the way it's supposed to, I think he would have come closer to 40 home runs than, than 30, only because, again, yeah, hundred out of a 102 games, um, you know, he was only able to get 27, but he also, you know, again, missed, what was it, 50, 60 games. So he essentially missed this shortened season, and he missed <laughs> out on three home runs. So, you know, in 60 games, could he have gotten three home runs? Absolutely. An argument could be made that he could have at least gotten 10 home runs in that 60 games, which would have put him at 37, you know. So, again, that's where I see he could he could get there. Because, again, the, the competition or the region he's got to play against doesn't have that great of starting pitching or even bullpen pitching. And especially if you got a lineup like the Yankees have with all those power hitters and with, uh, with Torres, who's also one that's going to put the ball into play, now you have bases, now you have someone on base at almost all times. I think Judge is going to be able to flourish in 60 games considering again he's not having to prolong this for 162 games. He they're putting in a, they're putting in good hard work for 60 games to get into the playoffs for an extended period of time. So that's where I see it.
0: Yeah. I mean as uh I mean Fresno State shout out Aaron Judge. Right. Um, you know as a as a fan, yeah, I, ho- I hope he's the one. Um, and actually, that would be really good for baseball—a Yankee mm-hmm. to be the home run leader. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's Major League Baseball dream come true. Right. And if not if not him, then someone from the Dodgers or you know Giancarlo Stanton from the Yankees. But I think they would prefer Aaron Judge or uh, Bellinger. Those would probably be the guys. You know, obviously, Mike Trout, they would really love. But, again, like we, we had talked about.
1: Yeah, if Mike Trout, though, does play into the season, he'll definitely get into my opinion then because he'll, he'll average that in his, you know, in 60 games. Yeah, he'll get 30 home runs. That's He just has to get one home run every other game, right? So
0: Yeah, and that's, that's tough, man. I know. I, I get mean, it.
1: I get it. But it's also a game of averages, like, right? Because, I mean, in baseball, if you can hit 30% of the time, you're a Hall of Famer, right? So, you know, yeah. even, if, even if he has a couple of multi home run games, you know, that could catch him up to where he averaged one. And again, like if he gets on a really good hot streak or, you know, again, if a team has, you know, quality pitchers or bullpen issues where they've got guys on, you know, quarantine because they got coronavirus. Now you've got essentially guys that you're calling up from double and triple A that haven't even had a chance to to play, let alone practice throwing him the ball, you don't mean to tell me that he's going to get like 30 home runs off of some of these pitchers that aren't going to be worthy enough to get in the majors, but they are because they needed to fill roster spots?
0: I mean, I get that, but you also have to look at it from the other side of, you're assuming that there's going to be so many mistakes every other game that this player is going to be able to rake. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. 30 home runs, That's that's hard. That's hard to do. In a hundred and sixty-two game season, let alone sixty games. Yeah. Um. I Yeah. I mean, even twenty. Like I was saying, even twenty home runs is going to be really hard to get to. Um. I. Yeah, dude. I. I really don't see it. I don't see anyone getting it. To be perfectly honest.
1: We'll see. I'm saying, Judge. You're saying nobody. I. I mean, we'll. We'll see. Obviously, in sixty games, and I mean, what's the season condensed dues to July to October is that right? Uh,
0: and sometime in September.
1: Okay, and that's playoffs too, or that's everything, right? No, that's
0: that's just regular season.
1: Okay, and then yeah. I think they said extended playoffs, which means it's gonna probably go into past October, maybe beginning of December is when it ends. Is that right?
0: Uh, no, it'll it'll end in uh, like beginning November.
1: Oh wow, they're really gonna rush through these playoffs. <laughs>
0: Well, the the playoffs is still going to be the same format that they always do.
1: Yeah, but I thought they expanded it to two more teams, or to four more teams, or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, they ex- they extended two more teams. One, t- no, did they? And now you got me all messed up. <laughs> um, I don't think they expanded it. Really don't let's see okay season ends the 27th at least giants do Uh, let's see october no they don't really well they're not really showing me if if and when someone gets into the postseason
1: oh hang on a second i think i'm okay so this is referencing to nbc sports philadelphia and i'm just going to read this little sentence here Okay, so the playoffs will not extend from ten to sixteen. That was a proposal that they turned down um so yeah, it's going to remain the same, so it's only ten teams, not sixteen but I thought so I thought Your they ex- mama. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they expanded it because of the shortened season to kind of get more games in, but okay that makes uh that makes more sense mm-hmm. so so yeah I, yeah, I don't know, man.
0: that's just going back on it, thirty home runs, man that's. I get happy if a player is going to get 30 home runs for 162 game season. so for 60 games, I mean, that dude has got to be, I mean, essentially you got to be hitting 400. You got to be hitting 40% to. I got to be honest. Hit. I, oh, wow.
1: I got to be honest again. I have to keep going back to, it's a shortened season. So it's not this long grind. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like one or two players or even, you know, a handful of players that do do that, you know, I just, again, I, again, I'm playing it off of, I know it's super difficult, but we're in a shortened season, which means everybody is going to feel it. Not just the hitters, but the pitchers. And, you know, I get it. It's, it has to be essentially flawless baseball, but mm-hmm. I just, again, it's a, it's a shortened season. I just feel like that we're going to see some, some hitters that are normally at like 300 on average, going to be, you mm-hmm. to be knocking on the back door, 400 or even ending the season in 400, just because, They've got less games to get the same amount of hits that they always do, and there's there's less likely of a chance of a hitting slump just because again, there's not a hundred and two more games to follow after this point, you know
0: I see your point um we'll see i i yeah, I'm gonna go on the side of no
1: <laughs> no no player. The baseball expert is telling me no, all right, I guess I should <laughs> should put some stock into that.
0: Well, we appreciate you guys uh, definitely listening to this. You know, we enjoy talking about uh, baseball. Even if Cody doesn't admit it, he likes it. He enjoys it. Um, But, uh, yeah, hopefully we still have a season. I mean, it's getting close, so I assume it's going to start. We'll see if they actually have a finish. (laughs) Um, It'll be interesting, to say the least. But um, I'm getting excited, of course, you know, following the Giants, even though I know it's not going to be a good year i'm definitely still going to be watching those games especially it's sports um we've seen the i think uh, south korea has a league they've been going mm-hmm. um and uh it's been even without fans it's still been pretty good uh japan i believe just started their season so um you know we'll see how uh how that works out for them and uh, we'll see how it works out here in america so Definitely, definitely going to be interesting, but I'm super excited about Fantasy Baseball. I'm excited to do, to focus on something. <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> I mean, have some would, sort
1: of distraction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been focusing on my house a lot because we, we've been doing a lot around here, but um, it'll be nice to kind of have, I'm sick of playing my games on my, uh, either PlayStation 4 or um on, you know, apps on my phone. I'm just like, I need something else. Like I need <laughs> something that's actually even though fantasy baseball really is not real, it it's kind of more real than what mm-hmm. I've been doing. So uh it'll it'll be a nice change to say the least.
1: I think it's just getting back to normalcy is what we're looking forward to. It's not yeah it's not that we're getting bored of all these. It's just what we're used to doing around this time. Like around this time of year we're talking about what your what our lineups are gonna be you know essentially the mid-season of of uh the baseball season and now it's just starting so now real life is is knocking on the back door of coming back to us and we want to do everything we can to get there and we almost don't know what to do that's how excited we are so
0: <laughs> yeah for sure well uh again like i said we appreciate you guys listening and uh you know go go check out two bays in a pod um and obviously go check out all of our previous episodes and like i said earlier uh in the episode go check out the 30 for 30 uh that i did earlier in the year that's on youtube on our website uh or instagram uh go check them out and you can kind of see a little more in depth on certain players on on uh, every team so uh it'll you I, if you're a baseball fan or a fantasy baseball fan you will definitely
1: enjoy it to, uh, i promise you
0: um, Cody, any final thoughts for you, man?
1: No, but I will echo this because we did this a few months ago. Everybody, please wear a mask, wash your hands, um, social distance, because if we all do that and come together, sports will come back. <laughs> so if you guys want sports to come back and restaurants and bars and hair salons to open back up, please social distance, wash your hands, wear your mask, do all that good stuff. It sucks, but if we kind of all come together for a few weeks and get it done it won't be nearly as bad as it is right now, especially with, these, with the uh, surge that's been happening recently. So that's about it. Going back to the old, uh, you know, PSA, wash your hands, put your mask on, social distance. That's about it.
0: Yeah, I yeah I agree. I'm, I need sports people, so please, <laughs> please wear a mask. That's all I ask. I'd still like to do fantasy football and watch. Maybe the Raiders could make a push. You know, I really think that the Raiders have a good have a good team to actually make the playoffs finally and I don't want that ruined by COVID-19 I, really <laughs> I want to see I want to watch the Giants I don't even care if the Giants suck this year I just want to watch them and be happy and I want to watch the Lakers yes. play in the bubble and win that NBA championship and for those people who are saying that if the Lakers win it It would still be an asterisk on the season that is Bolshevik because uh the Lakers were a favorite to win the championship before the season started. Mm -hmm. Now, if like the Trailblazers win it, I will make that argument that it's (laughs) only because of (laughs) Copenhagen. I know. know.
1: Watch out with Slim Mello, we gotta all watch out.
0: You can call me hypocritical, but that's okay. <laughs> I I just want to watch LeBron uh, and Anthony Davis again. I, I miss I miss basketball. I miss football. I miss baseball.
1: Same man. I can't wait till it comes back safely. By the way,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Well, thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate you guys listening to it. Hey, go uh, check out all of our social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also like our Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Also, go check out our two bays in a pod, which is just strictly on Instagram. Um, and also, if you want to ask us any questions, have any comments, or you know want us to. Um, Maybe maybe you have a topic that you'd like us to get on. Um, So please, direct message us or comment on any post that we post. Uh, Everything is appreciated. Uh, So we would love for you guys to do that. Also, go uh, to any of the major podcasts. uh, Major podcasts being Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. Go subscribe to those and also rate and review uh, anything and everything does help when you uh, when you review and rate us. Uh, so we, everything is appreciated on that as well. And also go check out FNX Fitness. I know uh, here in California, the gym's just closed down. Uh, that is very near dear to my heart, <laughs> unfortunately, but uh, you know you can still work out at home, obviously. so go check out the FNX Fitness. They got great workout gear. Also, they have uh, really good workout supplements uh either pre workout um or post workout or if you like both whatever you whatever your needs are, go and check them out um and we can actually get you fifteen percent off of any of your purchase um so Cody will actually explain to you how you can get that
1: fifteen percent off Cody. That's right, guys. Go to talkcom and on our website, we actually have a link that you can click on for FNX Fit. You guys go do all your shopping, get all your supplements and your workout gear in. And for those who aren't in California that still have gyms open, feel free to take a look around, get what you need to get for gear or supplements and utilize that. Get back on your fitness journey once your quarantine is over. Uh, also, too, on our uh, website is our links to our podcast websites that we, are, uh, that we do have on there, such as iHeart, apple google and spotify like drew mentioned and you can also check out our instagram uh, feed along with our other social media handles that are on there so we highly encourage you guys to go check all that out and interact with us we'd love to hear from you guys leave a question or a comment or a topic that you guys want us to cover like drew mentioned and we'd love to interact with you guys share and have some good conversation with you guys so we appreciate you guys so much for listening and supporting us. Uh, feel free to subscribe and listen to two bays in a pot on Monday and drew code sports talk on Thursdays. And again, guys, thank you guys for your support and all of your guys's encouragement and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. See you next week.